Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Hello everyone, I just wanted to let you guys know, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who has been thanking me for creating this podcast. Um, Those of you who may not know what you're listening to, although you should, this is Straight Talk with Storm. I'm known in the industry as Seductive Storm and I have been a companion uh, for 18 years total, although I did retire uh, twice for about a year each time. But overall, I've, I've been doing this a long time, and I've made a few interview and podcast rounds this year, and I just felt like there was a need for a podcast that was relatable to everyone, or, or at least to the online community of sex workers, one that encompassed and welcomed everyone to the table, uh, not just the elite, not just the upscale, not just the VIP, but even the mid-grade and the, and the lower bracket um, because everyone needs to feel some type of support and education in this thing. And so um, I hope each one of these episodes will be enlightening to you or make you laugh. Some might even make you cry. Some might make you angry as shit with the things I say or the things other people who are on here are saying. But at least we're opening a discussion and hearing each other. So please tune in every episode and I hope you'll enjoy it. Thanks. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Straight Talk with Storm podcast. Today is... March 11th, 2020, and we are approximately one month out from my 50th birthday. For those who care, my birthday is April 14th. However, the current state of affairs in the world as we know it right now are giving me a little bit of anxiety about my birthday, about business, And I'm sure it's doing the same for some of you. And I know it's doing it to the customers, which is trickling down to us. If you found this podcast and you aren't sure what it is and you didn't listen to either of the welcome intros prior to me beginning to talk like this, this is a podcast about and for escorts and sex workers and their clients and fans. Um, so what I'm about to get into at the beginning of this for just a few minutes are just some things about the coronavirus and how it is already impacting our industry. But the main gist of this podcast will be things that I don't think that gentlemen know that they do during their introduction with us that annoys the living crap out of most of us. So this is going to be a little bit of education for any gentlemen that are calling, going to be calling or emailing any of us. But first, I pay attention to us and what's happening in our industry. 
Um, I touched on it last week, you know, I, I kind of had an idea that coronavirus was going to come to be a problem, um, which wasn't good when many of us still haven't adjusted well since FOSTA SESTA. But what I will say is I didn't expect it to get so bad so fast. Um, plenty of the ladies that I work for are just really, really going through it right now because gentlemen are just scared to death <laughs> to come out of the house and see anyone. And it is unfortunate, but it's true. Gentlemen, let me give you just a little bit of uh, advice and something to make you feel better. Most of us, almost all of us, unless we are street walkers who don't have resources, um, already operate a certain level of cleanliness. Um, I know for me personally, I came from a medical working background. So for me, I assure you, I'm well familiar with proper hand washing technique. And I mean medical service professional hand washing technique, not even just the regular stuff that, that the World Health Organization and the CDC are teaching you. I really know how to do it as if I work at a hospital or a nursing home still because that's where I worked prior to becoming a sex worker. Um, I know the correct way to put on, should it ever come to this, you know, my gown, my mask, my gloves, but more importantly, I know the proper way to take them off. I know the concentrations for uh, bleach and all kinds of cleansers, as do most of your massage technicians, um, as do most of any of the girls you see. And one thing's for certain, even if we didn't know it before, we've been doing our homework. Um, so I want you all to know that you can rest assured that anywhere you're going, as long as you are practicing correct safety precaution, you should be fine. I am not opposed to wearing the mask uh, as long as it's the, I believe, the N95. I think N is the correct number, but you want to get the mask that says 95. Those are at a shortage right now, so they're saying the other ones work as well. But when you're wearing a mask, and they say the mask was really only needed if you've already gotten it or if you are a health professional, I say to err on the side of caution and just so we can still get to business as usual, on your way over to see someone, wear a mask. Um, you know, I, I'm not opposed to it. I'm thinking of getting some masks and some gloves for me and my family for when we go out and do things. Um, just because I don't necessarily trust that anyone involved in this whole fiasco really knows what they're doing. Um, especially not <laughs> at the Trump administration. But wearing a mask and gloves won't help you. If you don't know how to take them off properly, you never touch the outside of them to take them off. It's always finger in and roll and fold them up. Then it's over to the sink immediately. Proper hand washing up to your elbows. Hold your hands up like how you see doctors on TV. Grab paper towel or tissue. Turn off the handles. You don't wash your hands and then get them dirty again by touching handles of any type. So those are just some pointers for those of you who aren't aware of them. Um, I suggest spraying 
Lysol and also a bleach or a rubbing alcohol mixture into the air. I said, or do not mix bleach and rubbing alcohol together, folks. Don't do that. That make noxious gas and you won't be able to breathe. Trust me. Um, but yeah, these are all things to make sure you're wiping down all your surfaces. Um, make sure you're changing the sheets after every appointment. But these are things like we do anyway, unless we're in a hotel. And in those situations, things are different. But I would take personally, the bed might be a little damp when my next customer got there, but in a hotel setting, I would have my mixture of either my bleach and water in a bottle, just enough to make a mist over the bed. Don't bleach the comfort or else you're going to owe the hotel money. Or Lysol. And then they have another agent that's even better than Lysol. And I can't think of what the name is. But there are all kinds of things. By Hibclen Soap. H-I-B-C-L-E-N-S. For those of you who don't know. Um, there's all kinds of things you can do. Antibacterial soap is not what you need. You need something that kills viruses. Not bacteria. So just be aware of that. Um, if you're traveling. Hey. I would, I would travel, and I know I will be, I got two trips coming up, I would travel with rubbing alcohol in my purse, um, and I would travel with a spray bottle of Lysol, um, and I would make it work. I would wear my mask while traveling, um, and I would wear gloves if I had to touch money and surfaces of people I'm not familiar with, and I would immediately take them off and throw them off and then wash my hands when finished. <clears throat> but the whole point is, Let's hope we never get to the point here anytime soon where we can't leave our home, where they quarantine us like they did, like they're doing some places in New York and in Italy. Let's hope that we continue to be able to move about, most of us, and enjoy ourselves and live our lives. Clients, please trust that we don't want to get sick and we don't want you sick either. If you are a client, I don't care if you just got a slight cough and you think it's just your allergies. Thinking and knowing are two different things. Don't see anyone if you've got even so much as a cough that's unfamiliar to you. Like you don't have a chronic condition and you suddenly begin coughing and you assume it's just springtime seasonal allergies. We don't care. Don't come see us. In that case, yes, by all means, don't, don't go see anyone because this is not the time to only be guessing what might be wrong with you. It's really not. Um, but if you feel good, you're healthy, we're healthy. And again, I do understand, I worked in medical, that this is something that for the first five days, you may not have any symptoms at all, which is why you still got to do the other protocols and procedures I mentioned. So I'm not discounting that someone can have it and not have symptoms. Of course they can. What I'm saying to you is use proper precautions. And especially if you're sick, don't make any appointments to see anyone. And that's on both sides of the coin. Um, girls, if you think you're sick, don't accept any bookings. Um, so that's just that on that. Um, don't be so paranoid that you're not seeing people because there are many sex workers who don't have any other additional source of income. And with a decrease like people are complaining that they're having in customers, there's going to be a lot of people unable to pay utilities and homeless at the end of the month. Yes, I know people say, well, you should have been saving. Not everybody is able to save. That is easier said than done. And I know everybody thinks everybody really should be able to save. 
but there's a lot of people who just barely make enough to pay rent, utilities, school note, car note, and feed their families. It's so easy to tell everyone to save. And if you're in a position to be saving money, then yeah, you should be saving. But if you're not, which a lot of people aren't, they want to be. God knows they want to be, but they just aren't. Um, I have had a couple of things happen that affected my business. They weren't directly me, but they have things that have happened to a couple of my larger paying customers that made them have to retire, whether permanent or in, or temporary, it'll be a while for their working again. And because of that, I didn't see that coming. So any stores I had, meaning any money I had, um, and also just because I have five kids and two grandkids, and I have a daughter who just, my oldest daughter, who just had to leave her abuser, um, there's all kinds of situations y'all don't know about people and what their situation is. And so before you judge them and think what they should have saved or done, you need to be quiet and consider you don't know what's going on because we don't often share a lot. Um, I'm talking tonight and I even did this podcast and just because I'm so stressed, I can barely sleep because, um, you know, I got a lot on my plate right now and payments that I expected to come in this week were not able to come in to me because cancellations happened to the point where the people who need to pay me didn't make anything. And so I'm just like, I don't know how much longer this can continue because when girls can't make money, they can't pay for websites. They can't pay for their assistant work. They can't pay for their social media management. And so uh, I am I am speaking on everyone's behalf at this point, I think, saying, guys, we're some of the safest people you're ever going to spend time with, most of us. Please don't avoid booking because we're cleaner than most people you're going to come into contact with. Go see them as long as you don't have any, like like you feel healthy enough to go. But always remember, you could already be infected. So please use proper protocols. If you got a sneeze or cough, do it into the crease of your elbow, not into your hands. Like all the things I mentioned earlier and then that one. But literally, please, I think if you're coughing and it's not chronic, it's not a chronic cough you've had your whole life, you probably shouldn't go see anyone. But don't be so panicked. I was looking at all the restaurants in Seattle and how they're just ghost towns and they've taken a 50 to 70 percent decrease in business this week. That's a huge drop in business. And I'm sure they are feeling it. You know, it's it's really bad right now for lots of people. And I'm starting to feel the crunch. This has me more paranoid than Fasta Sesta did. Because in Fasta Sesta, it was more controllable as to how you reacted to it and what you could do and how you could market. When something like this happens and it's a health crisis and it involves so many unknown factors, it's scarier because I don't know what to do. And the people who I work for don't know what to do. They want to make money, and I certainly want and need to make money. And I would like to get some bookings myself because, um, you know, I had already positioned myself knowing I needed to work more this month as far as trying to find clients of my own to see from an escort 
status until I'm able to uh, find people to fill the slots of the two people who had to permanently retire for emergencies that they did not foresee coming. Um, And so, yeah, um, that's kind of where it was at for me. But um, let's get on to the next part of this. So part A, coronavirus. Guys, please stop being so scared and please go see these ladies because we need your support right now. Because heaven forbid a month from now it should get worse and nobody's been able to make any money this month. The whole It's going to collapse. Like a lot of us are just going to be in a bad way. So hopefully... Guys, y'all will realize um, it's not the end all of everything and we should still be able to function as long as we all take proper adult educated, <laughs> you know, health choices and procedures and do them correctly. On to part two. Ladies, I cannot be the only person who is annoyed as hell every time they see and I see it from my, in my assistant clients' text messages and emails, and unfortunately in mine too. And I've been seeing it for years, and it is the most annoying thing ever. And I don't know how many times we've all spoken on it. Text messages that begin with, just give you an example. My name is John, and I am a white male, Indian male whatever because black men usually never begin like this sometimes they do but usually they don't but usually it's indian gentlemen and i mean eastern indian and white gentlemen that lead with what i consider to be the most egotistical shit i've ever heard my name is so-and-so i work at so i work as a such and such i'm 35 well hung you'll enjoy yourself and i'm a really nice guy Somehow, I think that gentlemen think that introductions like that one are going to get them past having to screen. I know that's what they think. It's almost like they think they're talking to children. Gentlemen, there are some ladies who don't screen. So maybe that little bit of conversation, that little intro will pull the wool over their their eyes. But what I do know, because history has shown it to me, and because I'm an investigation discovery junkie and I watch a lot of it, let's use an example, shall we? Ted Bundy, infamous serial killer, good looking, part of like he was, a what was he, a law student or a medical student, worked for one of the political parties, uh... It came from a good home. So imagine, basically, what you're giving is the Ted Bundy description when you do these kinds of things in our text, in our emails. And on paper, and in what he looked like, Ted Bundy was attractive, clean cut, looked just as safe as he could be. But in the meantime, was crazy as fuck. And killing people left and right. So... Dear sir, we do not care that you think you're safe or that you think you're nice. We don't care that you just blew smoke up our ass and told us you're handsome and well hung 
and exact and what your age is. Sure, we were going to ask for your age and we were going to ask what you do for work. But we were going to ask for more than just what your position is. We want to know where you actually work. And I can tell you that information is not going to be misused. Um, and we're not going to call your job to check on you and say, hey, I'm an escort and John is trying to book with me. So like, can you tell me if he works there? No. How I do it is I contact you from a very vanilla email account that has nothing to do with me as a sex worker. Or I call and I say that I'm an insurance agent or that I'm a car salesman or a realtor and that you had contacted us in regard to getting insurance, buying a car or looking at a home and that I would like to speak with you. Are you working today? That's what I say. I make sure to dot my I's and cross my T's so that I don't jeopardize your your job or your married life. That's not what I'm here for. And that's what not, that's not what most of us are here for who are reputable. Uh, the only time you usually find yourself in that situation is if you've done something very dangerous, harmful, or disgusting to a provider. And in that case, if she comes back to haunt you, you deserve it because you should have been a gentleman and acted as such. But on to a different, you know, we're going to leave that situation alone. I'm, I'm not going to get into the all of that. But I do just want to focus on... We don't want to be pacified with stupid introductions like that. Here's what here's how you introduce yourself. The first thing you need to do is you need to read a girl's website, a girl's website, a transgender website, a gender fluid, non-binary, whoever, whoever it is you're thinking of meeting and contacting. You need to read their website first. Do not contact someone until you have. If you're too lazy to read Um, then I don't feel like you've taken me seriously or how much I've invested myself in my business seriously. And that's a little insulting. So find time to read and then find time to introduce yourself properly. The girl usually, and I'm just saying girl because I'm used to saying it, but I mean no disrespect to the rest of you who are sex workers who are not women um, or who don't identify with any particular gender. This is an inclusive podcast. You're all welcome at the table. I mean no disrespect. So pardon me when I slip and do things like that. I'm working on it. But usually the sex worker has said exactly what you should be doing when you first contact. They've told you the information they require in the first email or in your introduction. It's usually found on the contact page. Maybe they have a contact page. Maybe they have a booking and screening page. Whatever it is, it's there. Or maybe the directions are on the etiquette page. But they're somewhere. It's somewhere. It literally is somewhere. I know it is. Um, But even if it's not, just being a decent adult man should tell you that you probably shouldn't lead with that. I get saying your name. I get seeing your age, but then all this other bullshit that y'all like to throw in thinking it's just going to blow her mind so much. And she's going to see rainbows and butterflies to the point where she totally forgets she needs to screen you. That's not going to happen. I am never going to just take someone's word that says they're safe. Listeners, weren't you taught that whenever somebody says, just trust me, 
they're usually the least trustworthy person sitting in the room talking to you. See, people who are truly trustworthy never need to tell you to trust them. They're just going to prove that you can trust them. Their actions are going to speak louder than their words. That person in the room screaming and hollering that you can trust them is usually the most untrustworthy person that you're going to have to deal with or come into contact with. I don't make the rules. That's really just how it is. Um, I've never had someone tell me they can trust me who hasn't ended up being just the opposite of trustworthy. I've never had it happen. I don't know anyone who's had it happen. People who say trust me are usually con people. They usually are. They're usually con peoples and scammers or liars. Um, so, yeah, never believe that. And to you providers who are just starting out, don't, don't, look, don't be enamored by people talking to you like that. Stick to your guns. Stick to your rules. And don't change them just because so-and-so sounds like a good, sweet guy. Don't do it. It'll be the worst mistake possible that you can make. Possibly. I don't know. He might really be a nice guy. But why risk it? Make sure you at least get the pertinent information in case something happens to you. Make sure that you get a real first and last name. Make sure that you get a LinkedIn profile with over 200 connections. Make sure that he's using a real phone number that's registered to his name to contact you. And just make sure that he's not acting sketchy. To me, coming through that way says to me, you've contacted, I don't know how many providers, and they ask for screening information, and you're just continuing to go down the line with that bullshit-ass introduction till you find the dummy who will fall for it and see you without asking you anything more than that little bit of verbiage you gave in those two sentences. Um, most girls are not impressed with that. What it says to most girls is, and especially... And I'm not a racist. This is the truth. And all women, all sex workers say this, regardless of if they're white as well. The guy who leads with, I'm a white gentleman, 45, blah, 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 clean cut, blah, blah, blah. I'm a safe guy. Again, even your own white lady providers find it as full of ego and entitlement as anyone ever could say anything to them. They comment on it just as much as those of us of other races do. The fact, John, that you are a white male in a certain age group and white collar and that you think you're a perfectly safe guy doesn't mean that to us. We just read it straight up as, oh God, he's leading with his race. Look at him. Look at John. John thinks because he's the white guy, he's going to automatically be a shoe in. Because why wouldn't I trust him, right? 45 white guy. Good job. Says he's safe. Yeah, John, you're in. You can come see me in an hour. Ladies, don't. I hope none of you are doing that. But if you are, start thinking about it. Don't let them lead the situation like that. Just don't. Just 
for the love of God, don't let them lead the situation like that. It could end up being a very costly mistake, both financially should you get arrested or physically and life altering if you never make it home or if you make it home, raped, beat up and bruised up, which again, screening's not 100%. Those things can still happen to you. That's the, that's, that's the truth of what we're doing. But you do have rights. Don't let other providers advise you that you cannot go to the police. Always remember, you will catch a misdemeanor and John Doe will catch a felony. Always remember that. Always remember that it'll be worse for him because he's probably going to lose his job and his marriage if he's married. And he's got a lot to lose if that happens. So always remember, you will get the embarrassment of a misdemeanor prostitution charge, probably a $1,500 fine and some probation for a year, which may be supervised or unsupervised. George is a bitch. It was supervised and had a lot of fines and shit to pay. That's why I'm telling you, avoid this if you can. But in other states, it's, it's not even that tough. So never be scared or embarrassed as a sex worker to call the police if you need to. You are still human. You still have rights, regardless of what they say and think. You still have rights. And leave that screening information in your email. Leave it on your calendar. And share it with your safety person, whoever that may be, whether that's your assistant or a family or friend member that you can trust. Always do that before you go somewhere with a guy or before one comes over. It's important. If something ends up happening, you people know where you were. Um, but I just wanted to get these two topics off my chest in a very short episode. Not going to do this long winded because <laughs> I spent the last three days doing interviews with Amy Taylor and a gentleman named Dave. And I have so many hours of material to edit. This is going to be one of the longest episodes of this podcast and probably of most podcasts that you find online. So buckle up because when it's released, it is going to be long. It's probably something that you'll need to break up over a couple of days to listen to all of it. Um, But it's good stuff and I hope you'll enjoy it. I want to put this feeler out here. Um, the couple of ladies that I thought, uh, would be interested in interviewing for, um, the person to person in, you know, in person face to face freestyling episode, um, both have, uh, reasons why none of them having to do with me, things in their lives that will prevent them from doing, being able to do that. Um, And that's disappointing, but I also understand it because one's own sanity and safety comes before everything. So with that being said, if you are a listener and you really are excellent at freestyling, face-to-face bars, restaurants, please contact me. I'd love to have you on. I'm an expert at virtual freestyling. And I know the gist and the common sense of freestyling. Um... I've done it once or twice, but I'm not a pro like some people are. And I really want a pro on to discuss this topic because I want the knowledge to be the best it can be um, for those of us who are learning that. I could even learn more about that. So I really want someone who knows their shit as far as face to face freestyling goes. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know how much freestyling we're going to continue to do as this coronavirus thing continues, but hopefully we'll still be able to do that because the Lord knows I don't need to take too many more hits financially. Um, the last two months have been bad. And um, I would really, while I have you guys listening, um, I'm taking 40% off all of my web design packages for the next 60 days, except for the 400 package and the 900 package. Nothing will change with those. But some of the other packages, 40% off. Assistant clients. Um, I went up to $300 on January the 1st. Um, and that's still very reasonable because most assistants charge $500 a week. However, I'm going back down to $200 a week, at least until this coronavirus thing is over. Because so many girls are having cancellations that I hope just giving that, them that $100 decrease in assistant fees will be helpful. Um, it's a little bit of a hit for me, but it's better than losing clients because they can't afford me at all. So I'd rather take a slight loss than not have any customers. So I'll work with you all and we'll get through this together. Um, and hopefully the gentleman are listening and they're hearing me when I say you're in good hands with most of us and we're going to do whatever we can to keep ourselves healthy, to keep where you come in and spend time with us healthy because literally our body is how we make the money along with our personality intelligence. But you know, our personality still lives within our body. So you're, you're safe with us and you should feel free and confident coming to book with any of us we just ask that you are taking the proper precautions so you don't come through the door and make any of us sick and if you're a man who can't do that then by all means stay home but if you're a man who's an adult and should be doing those procedures and things every day anyway to stay healthy and to not make others sick because I mean still it's flu season then you know we should all be good so have a great night. You can look for that super long podcast episode with Amy Taylor and Dave to be released on March 19th. Um, I got a lot of editing to do. And until then, y'all be safe. Everybody stay calm and let's do the best we can to get through this. And gentlemen, remember, read the sex worker's website, and follow her rules and protocols for how you are to introduce yourself to her when you contact her. Do not lead with your race and think that that's going to be enough to get you in the door. Um, it, it won't work on me. And I just get frustrated every time I read one of those dumb text messages. I'd rather you just said your age and where, what your occupation is and when you're looking to meet and then follow it up with any screening information I asked for. Um, because that whole I'm a white guy and I'm safe thing, not necessarily true. Please stop doing it. Again, Ted Bundy, perfect example. The whole if you're in the San Jose area, I'm an Indian gentleman. I can't be a cop. All of that. Save it. You still got to screen. So I hope you take those things and run with it. And girls, much love to you. Oh, and before I go, look. I never expected to get this much love and from the providers who I'm getting the love from on this podcast. 
I am so proud and so happy that you all are loving it and that you're enjoying it and that you're learning anything from it. Um, it it's a big deal for me just to have you all love it so much. That means so much to me to the point where some of you have even sent me you know, contributions just to say, here, I want to support your podcast. You're doing great. Please don't stop doing it. I promise you I will keep doing it for as long as I can. Um, I'm, I'm very pleased with it and I'm hoping to expand it and make it something even bigger and eventually, you know, have a studio set up and, you know, set up a real podcast area. So it'll be, you know, like actual like live video too, and not just these, you know, uh, videos with just the placeholder, but baby steps. But for now, I'm just it's really, really grateful to all of you. Thank you so much for your support. Um, if you're not following me yet, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And my name on both of those is SS Podcast One. And the website, the my direct personal website for my podcast is straighttalkwithstorm.com. Have a good night. Blessings to you all. Take care.